This is Closer to the Fire from the Voice of the Martyrs Canada with a focus on the persecuted church around the world. I'm Greg Musselman. Recent raids on house churches in China have raised concerns for these incidents could signify a shift in governmental policy. It's estimated that about 80% of the persecution presently being directed towards Christians in China is towards unauthorized house churches. I'll be talking to Dr. Bob Fu. Bob is the president of China Aid, a VOM Canada partner, about why there has been this shift. We'll also discuss the situation facing Christians in Hong Kong, since the Chinese Communist Party has increasingly cracked down on Hong Kong's freedoms and how that's affecting the church there. And what might happen to believers in Taiwan if China takes over the island? And later on, we'll look at the importance of advocacy and legal defense for Christians in China and around the world. But first, the increase of raids against house churches in China. Here's Dr. Bob Fu of China Aid. I think um, basically um, we have seen uh, the reason uh, for this uh, major shift and uh, escalating of uh, uh, crackdown in China against uh, the Chinese church, um, especially the independent house churches, is. driven uh, primarily uh, by the extreme uh, ideolo- ideologue, uh, I mean, ideology of communism uh, by, you know, uh, by the current uh, Chinese uh, uh, Communist Party leader, Xi Jinping. Um, I mean, um, without any exaggeration, uh, after he took power, we have seen the persecution, the degree and level of persecution against uh, churches and other religious minorities uh, uh, come to the worst uh, since uh, the Cultural Revolution time. Mm. I think in recent weeks, we even have seen it's uh, more intensified in the past few weeks, almost simultaneously. There's a nationwide uh, crackdown targeting this uh, big, big house churches like the Zion Church, the largest house church in Beijing, like the Shouwang Church, who had been uh, under persecution since 2010. And uh, we have seen the church in Changchun, the early Rain Covenant Church in Chengdu. We have seen the church uh, in uh, Xi'an, the church in uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the Gold Lamp Church in Taiyuan, Shanxi Province, uh, that was founded, actually established by as early as uh, the 18th century by the uh, Hudson Taylor's group missionaries. So they had been under just in the past few weeks, uh, simultaneously, those churches even for their normal, like uh, just a a small group, uh, Sunday worship services. Um, They were targeted and raided and uh, pastors were being taken uh, away and uh, arrested and uh, some were uh, indicted already uh, with some uh, very serious, uh, uh, of course, uh, trumpeted charges like uh, uh, aiding illegal religious organizations, um, um, like uh, uh, business fraud. Uh, this is a new charge uh, uh, because uh, the uh, uh, the church had an offering box, uh, uh, basically collecting 
tithing and offering that's called a business fraud yeah. uh, and uh, so that is that could uh, make the church leaders uh, uh, vulnerable uh, to uh, 10 15 years imprisonment um, so these are the new tactics they're using of course uh, it's all done under the banner of sinicization of religion right. and uh, uh, sinicization of Christianity in particular um, so that is uh, happening right now. I think it's because of the uh, extreme um, uh, communism um, ideology this current president wants to model after the North Korean um, um, regime. Yeah, these are scary times. And when we look at, you know, again, China and I, I know your team, you've got so many things. I don't know how you keep track of because, I mean, China, a country, uh, well over a billion people, uh, so many situations going on. It's like many nations within one nation. And uh, it's very difficult to follow. But I want to talk about, and I did promise last time when we were together, about Hong Kong. Uh, you know, of course, a, a place that had so much freedom for so many years. Uh, the communist government of China has reneged on the so-called freedom that they were supposed to have. Uh, that's just not happening. They're becoming more and more oppressive. How, Bob, is that affecting the church in Hong Kong? Yes, um, the latest uh, crackdown uh, against uh, the Hong Kongers, uh, basically after the Communist Party brutally imposed the so-called Hong Kong National Security right. Law, and then uh, basically uh, disband all the uh, major uh, political uh, parties that are not uh, in agreement or compatible with the Communist Party's uh, ideology in Hong Kong. So basically the so-called one country, two system that was a promise that when the British handed over to China, I mean, in a, a form of international uh, agreement registered in the UN when the Margaret Thatcher, you know, the former prime minister, signed the agreement with the Chinese leader Deng Xiaoping and Zhao Ziyang uh, in 1990s and uh, uh, promised this 50-year uh, uh, one country, two systems. So barely uh, less than half of the 50 years after the handover, uh, the, 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 this, uh, the promise is totally broken. Basically, is a one country, one system. The communist system is totally imposed now in Hong Kong. The Hong Kong elementary school to college students every uh, week have to uh, uh, observe and lift uh, the Communist Party's uh, national flag uh, before their schooling. They have to sing the Communist Party's national anthem. And the rule of law, as, uh, 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 judicial independence is totally dead. And uh, the uh, former, I mean, Hong Kong legis legislators, uh, like the, the founder of uh, Hong Kong Democratic Party, uh, you know, uh, Martin Lee, uh, a Catholic, uh, and uh, uh, other leaders uh, are uh, under arrest, and uh, the yeah. the infamous ninety-year-old uh, uh, Hong Kong uh, Cardinal Joseph Zen Zen is also under arrest and being uh, indicted uh, for violating national security law for simply, basically, uh, uh, appearing in a peaceful protest. Ninety-year-old Cardinal. And uh, so the, the ramification to the Hong Kong churches is huge. I mean, now we already 
have seen the chilling impact of the Hong Kong, I mean, churches, pretty much many of them has already go underground, like the Chinese house church. And some were even uh, worse, uh, I mean, treated worse, like uh, uh, some Hong Kong Baptist churches, the bank is being frozen. The bank accounts are frozen just because they were found harboring or providing a shelter for those uh, uh, Hong Kong uh, peaceful uh, protesters, students who have no way to go during the crackdown time. And uh, we have seen, of course, uh, the, even the, 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 the Hong Kong American citizens uh, who are Hong Kongese, just because uh, they uh, escaped to the U.S. and met with the uh, U.S. legislators, member of Congress, they were put on the most wanted list mm -hmm. uh, by the Hong Kong uh, authorities, and of course, uh, backed by the Communist Party. And uh, under this uh, Hong Kong national security law, uh, they could uh, be, uh, once they are arrested, they could be up to life uh, and death sentence, life sentence to death sentence, according to the articles of this uh, national security law, uh, under the term of uh, separation, you know, separatism, or if you are found uh, for collusion with foreign forces, uh, like uh, Cardinal Zhang is being accused of. So these are uh, a hard, uh, hard time. I think if China uh, started invasion and occupied Taiwan, the first target, the civilian target yeah. would be the Taiwan Presbyterian Church because everybody knows that uh, even on the Communist Party's public uh, report the Presbyterian Church in Taiwan is being already accused of uh, the uh, Taiwan separatists uh, and uh, providing lots of uh, uh, leadership and intellect uh, to the uh, Taiwan uh, independent uh, leadership um, in the Taiwan uh, Democratic Progressive Party, DPP. Uh, so that's, uh, I think uh, it would uh, uh, mean uh, a, a slaughter of the mm -hmm. church leaders uh, and the members, um, uh, the largest uh, denomination with the 1,100 uh, churches in Taiwan. Wow. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about Taiwan uh, because, you know, again, we hear all the things in China is really starting to flex their muscles. And, of course, uh, the U.S. and uh, Nancy Pelosi recently going over there, another governor uh, as well in recent weeks. Uh, you know, I know that is irritating the Chinese government. But the thing is that believers in Christ, they will never go along uh, with the communist system. They will try to be good citizens. And I know that's you know, working right. these believers, they they want to be good citizens, but they don't want to hold to an ideology that goes against what they believe in. In Christ, there's freedom, and they want to you know display that in in the culture that is obviously seen by the Chinese government as being traitors and opposition uh, to the government. But Bob, how is the church in Hong Kong uh, reacting? And, and, and it may happen in Taiwan, but for now, Hong Kong, they're under a lot of oppression. How are they reacting to this clampdown? Because many of the believers in mainland China, they, they, that's all they've ever known is this oppressive communist government. But for the folks in and the believers in Hong Kong, that this is something that they're not used to. You know, like, uh, you know, Greg, oh, the kind of uh, uh, diverse reactions, um, in the biblical time, during the even the Book of Acts, right? Uh, you know, there's time that uh, 
uh, churches chose to stay, chose to resist, uh, chose to basically uh, even knowingly uh, suffer uh, for their faith uh, because of the persecution. And there are sometimes uh, even Paul chose to uh, flee from one city to another, from one country to another in today's term. Yep. And uh, the same thing happened, uh, is still happening in Hong Kong. So some churches, uh, I even uh, got contacted uh, with the personal meetings I can't uh, disclose uh, from some uh, Hong Kong uh, Catholic church leaders, priests, uh, kind of came to me and uh, asked my advice uh, on how to set up uh, the, 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 the house churches in Hong Kong, the underground church in Hong Kong. They want to uh, really stand up and resist uh, in that format uh, by staying. And some in, from overseas even want to return uh, to establish uh, underground churches in Hong Kong. Uh -huh. But some, of course, uh, uh, feel it's uh, unbearable anymore. And uh, some may be already on the target of persecution, on the one, uh, uh, indictment list. I know some uh, has chosen to go to, to escape um, through the underground railroad uh, to Taiwan, of course, uh, to uh, the UK, uh, which is uh, the number one location to them, and to Australia, and some of, of course has ended up in Canada, as mm -hmm. you have observed. Uh, so uh, there are different uh, ways of uh, reaction, um, but the church, I think, is still a very uh, much uh, a strong church, and um, believers are wanting to uh, keep their faith as uh, much as possible under this environment. But the Communist Party, I heard, is already considering to build a Hong Kong three-self patriotic movement church. Uh, so you can um, basically uh, project that one day there will be a declaration announcement uh, with some puppet uh, church leaders uh, coming uh, to the media and declared uh, their loyalty to the Communist Party like uh, the three self-church um, leaders uh, in China has been doing. Yeah, then we're going to see some more Alan Yuan's and Watchman Nee and others that are going to yes. totally resist that, and uh, they will be put in prison, and it may cost them their lives. I mean, we've seen that in China. That's why there's this such incredible growth of the underground church movement, the uh, you know, the unauthorized you know, house churches, because there were those that said, we will not go along with this. Um, the ideology of communism doesn't work, but yet that has produced so much fruit. And, and again, the reason for the growth of the church in China is those that have, you know, have stood up and uh, refused to back down. Last thing I want to talk to you, Bob, about, uh, and, and you kind of touched on it right now, uh, is the fact that, you know, some believers will stay. Some will flee. Uh, some, they can't get out of the country. Uh, so we talk about it in terms of reaction to persecution. You know, you have those that flee, they leave. You have those that fortify, they stay. And you also have those that fight. And we're talking in a legal sense. Uh, talk about the importance of advocacy and legal defense for persecuted Christians, not only in China, but right around the world. Yes, the aspect uh, of uh, uh, taking... Um, international advocacy and the legal defense are a uh, very important component uh, even in the Chinese house church moment. Uh, I mean, obviously when the time of cultural revolution, uh, uh, when Alan Yuan and uh, Watchman Nee and uh, 
um, you know, Samuel Lamb, you know, the early generation, uh, they don't even have a way to make a legal representation. I mean, before they even uh, said anything about uh, their independence uh, of their faith, uh, they are already sentenced to 22 years, 24 years, or life in prison, or martyrdom. Um, so uh, before Xi Jinping, at least there are some lay room uh, that uh, um, the uh, Chinese church, uh, when they were uh, cracked down or uh, under illegal arbitrary detention, uh, they can hire a lawyer at least uh, uh, to find a way to uh, represent them, to meet with them. And uh, now, of course, under Xi Jinping's uh, ruling, it's uh, increasingly harder and harder. So those uh, uh, hundreds, uh, I mean, of uh, Chinese human rights lawyers who traditional, traditionally uh, take a, a stand in basically, you know, representing their clients uh, in a very legal way according to the Chinese own law. Right. Now, they are all disbarred. Pretty much all of them are disbarred. I mean, the, the, the lawyers' lawyers are also disbarred. And so we are increasingly uh, facing a challenging situation to even locate a lawyer uh, who dare to represent uh, uh, their client in totally following the letter of the law. But now they use the COVID, uh, the, the coding system. Uh, they would uh, turn your a grand code um, means COVID free uh, remotely when they know you are going somewhere to represent a church case, they put your grand color to yellow or red, then you are becoming a, a person of poison and uh, a public hazard and you're not even allowed to move out of the train station. Uh, once that color is uh, red. Uh, and uh, so they, these are ways now the Communist Party is utilizing uh, to suppress uh, the rule of law and religious freedom. Man, you, you disbar the lawyers, you harass them, and you use all these kinds of things. Uh, man, you have to have such patience. Um, and just, again, I know we call on the Lord, but uh, I mean, you really need to have the wisdom but that doesn't mean we stop trying, Bob, because that's that is a part of we see even see it from the scripture, the Apostle Paul. Hey, I'm a Roman citizen. You can't do this to me. Uh, so, is that having an effect? And and what kind of things are you seeing as a result of uh, the advocacy that is taking place? Well, according to our own experience over the years uh, for our rule of law, you know, legal representation and international advocacy. It always helps than harms, you know, um, those uh, brothers and sisters, uh, when we uh, kind of uh, give a voice for uh, them who do not have a voice uh, in, internationally, through the media, through the advocacy, through our prayer network, uh, we know uh, this uh, shakes the uh, heaven hell, right? Uh, we know this moves the mountains, uh, the prayers, uh, certainly uh, uh, are the most effective weapons. And uh, the legal representation in, um, in the past, uh, whenever there is a, a case of uh, legal representation, at minimum, uh, we have seen the persecution is not getting worse in that particular area. And because the local uh, public security officer, local village uh, uh, 
administration officials or even prosecutors and judges, the, through the, the uh, course of legal representation, through the lawyers uh, submitting the written defense according to the Chinese law, the international uh, religious freedom uh, um, uh, recommendations and um, Chinese uh, Communist Party's own leaders' uh, uh, public uh, kind of commitment uh, declaration, at least on the letter of, the, of this, uh, those uh, local officials are being re-educated uh, and uh, um, uh, have a new perspective. I mean, even if uh, in the end uh, they wouldn't overturn uh, the, uh, the unjust uh, ruling, I mean, the sentence, um, that's minimum. I mean, uh, in some cases, we did overturn some cases uh, of the, the unjust ruling and uh, the verdict were overturned and even some death sentence uh, church leaders were overturned. Um, so um, internationally, of course, uh, whenever you have more people are speaking up, uh, the Communist Party, sometimes they pretend they are ignoring or not adhering. Uh, uh, but on the ground, we did know uh, the treatment of those prisoners uh, of, uh, I mean, the church leaders uh, were changed, changed for better. Uh, their attitude of the prisoner guards also changed. So we know for a fact um, the, the, the advocacy uh, did uh, help. And, you know, the letter writing, too, and I remember actually meeting somebody in China and they talked about how when they were in prison, they got all these letters, uh, you know, from, you know, many English speaking countries and others. And uh, the guards would say, who are you people? How do you know so many people? So I know there's yeah, that please. wisdom, yeah, that you and your organization have to have is when do you bring attention to a situation because you don't want to make it worse. But the Chinese government, because they're so unpredictable, but they are still watching you know what's going on around and how they're being perceived and you know yeah there's somewhat religious freedom here of course we know that's just not the case especially for those that are intently following jesus and you know mainly in the underground church so advocacy continues to be an important part yeah. of it let me give you a, a very uh, kind of you know amusing way it's a serious topic but to as an illustration that just happened recently. Uh, so one of the house churches was raided and the pastor was arrested and uh, under criminal detention. That means uh, the next step is a formal arrest and then indictment and trial. And uh, guess what? Um, after we took up the case and basically immediately reported and uh, I of course put on my Twitter uh, uh, on the message and uh, the next day, uh, the pastor was released. All right. And then after a couple of days, I received a message uh, uh, indirectly, you know, a travel from China to me it was uh, the request is, uh, could uh, you uh, delete your tweet mess Twitter message on this case? <laughs> and it was a request from the local police station that made the arrest of this pastor. Wow. And um, it's something like a message like, oh, we, we kind of uh, uh, did something well or release him. And could you do us a favor and not put our uh, shame and, uh, on your Twitter message? And um, so that, that shows, you know, even a Twitter message from Bob Fu uh, would uh, even work uh, for the glory of the Lord, you know, for his people.
And a special thanks to our good friend and partner at the Voice of the Martyrs Canada, Dr. Bob Fu. And if you'd like to learn more about the work of China Aid as they're helping persecuted brothers and sisters in that communist nation, you can go to ChinaAid.org. That's ChinaAid.org. And I will also put that website on our show notes. And if you'd like to find out what the Voice of the Martyrs Canada is doing in China and around the world to help our brothers and sisters in Christ, you can go to VOMCanada.com. And uh, you can also sign up for a monthly newsletter to not only find out about the persecution in places like China and Afghanistan, Pakistan, and around the world, but also the amazing victories. You can sign up for the newsletter at VOMCanada.com and also for our weekly email that comes out every Thursday. We'll be praying for, you know, three or four things that are happening right now in the persecuted church. You know, the most important thing that we can do is to pray. Again, that's VOMCanada.com. And uh, by the way, if you could uh, take some time and rate this podcast or write a review, that would be so appreciated. It helps get this out there more that people are finding out about Closer to the Fire so we can be praying and helping our brothers and sisters around the world. So thank you for that. And remember, the closer you are to Jesus, the closer you are to the fire. 